Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. It's Devin Simone. And I'm Tori Deal, and this is MTV's official challenge podcast. Woo woo! I hope you all enjoyed our free agents rewatch. I know I did. But the wait is over, and the Challenge USA is back for a second season. Tori, what did you think of this first episode? Oh my gosh, man. It was just incredible. I loved the way they put it all together. Mm -hmm. I love the personalities. I didn't get to to meet these people prior. Right. So like seeing their introduction from a viewer's perspective, I'm like, oh shit, I actually really like these guys. Like, yeah. What what a good cast of people. For sure. It's cool. And it's cool seeing a little bit of their history. And then the vets, you guys too. Mm -hmm. Like I love when they do those flashback moments so that you can really understand who they are and kind of I don't know, get like a, a sprinkle or a glimmer into their personalities, which is yeah. fun. Yeah. I know. Like Wes's opening interview line, like, I've done so many of I these. cannot. I had to buy a bigger house for my trophies. Like, he's so fucking Wes funny. Wes is hilarious. I hope <laughs> he stays longer than two episodes this time because oh. Wes is seriously probably one of the funniest people on he the really challenge is. of all time. Like, he's just hilarious. And seeing him and Bananas pull up on jet ski like i wish we could also just frame that they need to blow up that photo like put it on a canvas hang it in paramount offices cbs offices because i just it's iconic it is iconic yeah Corey pulled up looking like he was on the cover of a drake album yeah, like Corey looked so sick on that thing yes like, uh cory is bringing like fly vibes into the house this season i'm excited to see what that's all about yeah sure. it's fresh energy when you got there like Coming off of, you know, you've had some epic seasons mm-hmm. recently, also a challenge champion. Are you nervous? Are you, especially because you arrived with a different group, you know, like separate with, with just the vets. Are you right. feeling a little nervous? Are you feeling like I got this in the bag? Are you just like, I'm here to party? What is the inner mind and workings of Tori? I was, I, I definitely felt a little bit like a rookie in the sense of relationships. I recognized mm. I was going into a game with, uh, like numbers that I was probably going to be on the outs of. Yeah. And I didn't, I kind of just went in knowing that I could go home first. Like, okay. I think yeah. they could target me and I just hopefully will have what it takes when it comes to competing. So I really didn't expect a lot from it. I know that the last three seasons I've been on, I've made it to a final. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like people aren't looking at me like a threat. And, right. you know, Alyssa S made that pretty clear in like her, opening yes, intro yes. too. You know? How so did you feel hearing that? Blood. Yeah. She's like, I don't like Tori. Like, yes. How did you feel about that? <laughs> well, she's actually a sweetheart. Like she, yeah. I think she just kind of meant it like, oh shit, like, you know, this girl's, but then we ended up being on the same team. So yeah. it worked so out. It worked out. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Someone rolling up with three finals in a row back to back. 
I'd either want you on my team or far, far away also. Exactly. So 100%. Like, that is that is 100% fair. Okay, yeah. let's talk about, I mean, a lot happens in this episode. We have castles involved. We have some secret voting involved. I feel like we may be touching into Janae's diabolical era. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I this like is. That. Literally, just the other day, I was talking with some people, some challenges about how sweet Janae is. So mm. it's like mind blown. Um, but we will, I'm sure, see more of that coming up. But I'd love to know who your gold star goes to mm. for this episode and then who gets your time out. Oh, this is tricky. Uh, I have to say my gold star is going to go to Cassidy because she picked the winning team mm-hmm. for the first challenge. And I really enjoyed her energy. She's somebody that's like intuition based. She's very spiritual. Mm-hmm. So she, after she was done picking the team, she was like, my intuition was telling me that these are all the people I needed to pick. And like, it's really interesting when you see somebody play so much and trust their intuition so much to the point where it's affecting them in a game this way. And then mm-hmm. she ended up picking the winning team. So my gold star for sure goes to Cassidy. Yeah, um, I love that. I love that strategy ah. too. That's really interesting. Who gets your time out? How about you pick the timeout? No, we we each get to pick both, don't you? Nope, the okay. game's over. No politicking. Okay. okay. Shite. Oh, shite, sir. Uh, my timeout. Um, I think, can I give it to the entirety of the green team? Okay, because why? Yeah, why? Just you because, you know, they, they had the lead there and they dropped the ball. So on the puzzle. And I really thought that they were going to get the win. So yeah. I'd say probably, you know, I'd go to the green team on this one because, I mean, you you watch them with those wagons. I yeah. mean, Michaela was by herself that pushing that wild. thing in the front. That, that is, girl, yeah, yeah. Beast. She gets beast. my gold star. That She gets my gold star. That beast. and whoever came up with the idea to have statues made of you all, whatever <laughs> production person came up with that idea also gets a gold star. Now, the fact that they confused your statue with somebody else's, which we talk about later in this podcast, they lose half the star, but in general, that yeah. they get gold stars. Um, let's see, who gets my time out of the week? Also, Wes has to get his commentary is hilarious to me. There's just a lot yeah. of gold stars to go around. Um, my, my time out of the week, who does it go to? Honestly, no one made me super annoyed this episode yet. Granted, it also hasn't played out because they, you know what? The editors with the damn cliffhanger, because we didn't even get to see the game play out. And that actually did make me mad because I want to know, okay, who's going against who? Like, what does this look like? Especially because this is kind of like a newish format that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll save, I may have double gold stars. I mean, double timeouts next week to make up for this week. But that adds up. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. This There's a lot of twists and turns going on. I feel like different people are going to be in new eras. I. It's also interesting them having Angela's ex on because we saw with USA right. One, Angela making all these calls to Tyler. They were so close. And then now Tyler's in the game. Producer, production's messy. I'm going to just say that. <laughs> the casting, y'all are messy. Very yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they know what they're doing. They mm-hmm. know what they're doing. I th- I definitely think it was such an interesting, I mean, just impactful first episode. We literally arrive on jet skis. We have this huge hopper, which mm-hmm. is something that we've never played with before. So much chance is now added into the game. Like the whole theme of this season is risk. We find out about secret voting. Like there's a yes. there's there's a lot of information coming to us this first episode, and then on top of that, we have to carry our own statues up a mountain. It's like, dude. There yeah. couldn't have been a more challenge episode yeah. than this one. Yeah. 
it was definitely packed, packed full. And another thing that's going to be packed full is the interview that we mm -hmm. have for you guys today as we kick off episode one of the Challenge USA 2. It's going to be good. Tori, do you want to tease who it's going to be before they go get their snacks? This person uh, likes to uh, jump on trampolines. Let's just Ooh. say that. That's a good teaser. Yes, I like it. I like it. And they're going to give you tips on how to shoot your shot. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. that's a there good one, go. too. There we go. See? All right. So <laughs> grab a snack, but don't go anywhere. I mean, you technically don't have to go anywhere. It's a podcast, y'all. You can just take us with you. Um, <laughs> but grab a snack and stay tuned because we have a super exciting interview coming up right after this. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. All right, guys, let's get into our favorite part of the podcast, where we interview a select challenger who is coming on the show and spilling all the tea that he can from this person's Instagram bio. I just want to see if you guys can figure it out. He's an athlete. He's the lefty Libra, and he also does slam ball, which is so cool. He's done five seasons of the challenge, two finals. It's Fessel, ladies and gentlemen, if you got it right. Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. Yes. I'm excited. We can tell by your voice. You're very excited. But you just got to ask me questions and then I'll express how I feel. I love that. Okay. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think for the amount of talking you don't like to do, you've actually shown up on the Challenge podcast more than most challengers. So I am yes. thoroughly impressed with your ability to show up. We will not make this difficult. We're just going to have a good time talking. No, Catching we might up. make it difficult. But I appreciate that you still show up even when we do here and the aftermath. I feel like you're always a good sport, yeah. even though you know we throw you side eyes from time to time. So appreciate you, Bess. And congrats on being on ESPN. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We got to get into that later. But first, let's talk about the Challenge USA 2. You're back. You're with a bunch of CBS people. You're with a bunch of Big Brother people. What was it like for mm -hmm. you to walk back on? Did it feel like a different game than the normal challenges you've already competed in? Well, uh, let me go back. It's, it's hard to think about how I felt in that moment because we've been through hell together already. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like... I was definitely in the middle and I was going to use that to to my advantage. That was kind of my strategy going into the house because 
the way that TJ had set up, you know, kind of the theme was like challenge vets, big brother, survivor, and they kind of grouped me with big brother. But the reality was like I had probably a better connection with a lot of the challenge vets just because we've done season and season and season together. Yeah. Whereas the big brother people, yeah, we came from big brother, but half of us weren't even on the same season. Half of us have never met. So it was like, I was going to use that to my advantage though. Um, and yeah, that was kind of my mindset going in. Did you feel like that? Like it, as soon as you learned that that was sort of the way the game was going to go or the theme, did you automatically feel like that was an advantage for you that you kind of were in this sweet spot that other people weren't? And did you try to downplay any of your relationships or friendships with the vets to keep the big brother people from knowing how close you were? Yeah, so I definitely tried to downplay my relationship with the vets, um, especially to the big brother players. Like, but I don't have a lot of conversations in the house as far as politics and whatever. But if somebody asks me, you know, my opinion on something, I'm not going to be a closed book. I'll say my opinion. So I kind of wanted to wanted it to be known um, to the big brother players, like trying to think off the top of my head, the two Alyssa's, Tiffany, um, Tyler, Monty, that, you know, I was siding with big brother and I was making sure Josh was letting them know that too, you know, that I was going to ride with Josh and them. So, and I already kind of had a bad history with, a lot of the vets, you know, between Tori voting me in um, the last season, Ryder dies, you know, me and Corey got into it, me and Bananas have gotten into it. So, but we're still kind of like this dysfunctional family to where mm -hmm. we know we're going to come in and we're going to play the game with each other, at least for like, you know, it usually ends up being like halfway through, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more, but just because we're comfortable with it, we know how the game goes. So I knew I still had that too and right. I was just gonna play the middle until my my hand was forced yeah there was like a very I mean you don't really get to see it from this first episode but when Cassidy was picking the blue team she was kind of like asking for advice to me and Corey like what guy should I pick next and I was like pick Fessy because exactly <laughs> last season I voted him into elimination ride or dies and I you know who knows if Devin and I would have won that challenge right. had Mariah and Fessy been in the final like they were just such a stacked team so mm -hmm. I was like, keep your enemies close. I don't know how me and Fessy feel about each other this time around. And also he's an absolute beast of a competitor. So I was right. like, we need this guy on our team. Did you see me like whispering in Cassidy's ear fest? So actually, once I got picked to your team, I don't I don't know if I remember um, hearing what you said or seeing you. I, I remember you told me after what you were saying, you know, so yeah. that's what sticks in my brain that you that you said you and Corey were telling Cassie to pick me because I was still on the table. But once I got picked to your team, I was kind of happy because like the thing with me, it wasn't like I was like out for blood with you. You know, I was just like, I didn't really know um, where we stood. You know, I know you voted me in time before. So I'm like, shit, I don't know what's about to happen now. But I knew me and you worked well together. I knew you were a beast. You know, I, I say it all the time. I said it in a lot of interviews, I think you're the best competitor I've seen on the show. You know, I, I think the ones you guys I, would be an interesting team to watch. Like the two of you as a pair on a team would be really interesting to see in a game. I wouldn't want to go up against it. It'd be Aww, really interesting. Thank you. 
Yeah, he's a beast. Well, yeah, you keep like, regardless of any drama, the one thing about the challenge is like, you do need to have a strong team. Like looking at blue team, bro, stacked. Like all of the teams are stacked in their own way. But did you guys have a preference of who you wanted to be called by initially? Like when you rocked up, what did you guys, either of you know about these other contestants? And did you have... Were you happy that you got put on the team you did or were, you know, were, yeah, what were your thoughts? I mean, walking up, seeing Josh and he got the first pick, I thought I was mm-hmm. going to be first pick for girls, mm-hmm. but he kind of looked at me and I was like, it's smarter for him to not pick me because I'm going to have his back on whatever team right. I go on. And right. also John A adds an element to being a challenger that I don't add. I'm good at puzzles, but I'm not John A good at puzzles. Like she's yeah. like a mastermind. So I'm like, she's going to add so much value to that team. They already have brute strength. You have Josh. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was uh, happy with being on Cassidy's team and with Corey. And then when we got Fessy, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> Fessy, did you have a preference at the time before they called your name of like who you were hoping would call you, like which team you'd be on? Um, well, you could kind of break it down as the draft was going because you knew like if they had just got a guy, they got to go girl. So like even if there's three, four picks, in the rotation, it might be girl, girl. So by the time I'm called, I'm the next guy called. So I was looking at it and I was like, I knew Cassidy was up with a guy and the last two were girls. So I was like, okay, if she doesn't pick me here, I don't know if she just hasn't watched any tape or <laughs> she don't like me or what's Hasn't going looked on. at your Instagram bio. Something's <laughs> wrong. They Googled the kid. I don't know what's going on. Because I was like, you already got Corey and Tori. And I'm on the table. If you get me, that's like. And I, I remember she said she was like, because we asked her about that moment. Um, she was like, I just didn't want y'all to take over my team. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. But like. The name of the game is win first. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's involved, whatever. But if you have the opportunity to stack the deck, I feel like that's what you do. You know, like Josh's case where he picked, because when he said he had first pick, I was standing next to him and he whispered in my ear. He's like, should I pick you? Mm -hmm. I I didn't tell him yes, but I didn't tell him no. I was like, I don't know, man, do what you want. Because I'm just thinking like, it'd be good to compete alongside him because I know how bad he wants it I know his abilities he knows mine but at the end of the day it is a numbers game so we have to think of it like that so I think that was why Josh picked Polly why he picked John A instead of Tori not saying John A is not um a beast she's just um Tori has a connection with Josh so we all thought you know Tori's a beast competitor and close with Josh it's obvious but I think his logic there was to spread the votes yeah and that made sense that's super smart what did you guys think about the icon, the spoiled banana, uh, <laughs> being chosen last. Well, you know what they don't really make clear, which was very clear to us when you guys had to pick or when the captains had to pick, was that you mm-hmm. could only have two challenge vets on your team. So yeah. basically, by the time it got to Josh, bananas was still on the table, but he was the only male challenge vet left. So Josh knew he was going to get bananas. So okay. it was smarter for him to start picking picking the other other. Okay, yeah, that so makes that's, sense. That's kind of what happened. It was like just the way the draft went. It was down. a strategic sort of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm still sure a little a little humbling for Nanners though. Oh, was she was probably like, "What the f?" You know, <laughs> sometimes you have. Um, but you know what? I'm interested in because I obviously we roll up on jet skis. We meet up meet up with you guys way later. We flew in different groups over to Croatia 
Fast, you flew with all the Big Brother people and all the Survivor people. And then all of us challenge vets were kept separate. So, like, what was the politicking like in the airport on the way over? Mm. And who made out with who in the airport? Because I think yeah. that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay, I'll tell you a funny story. So, oh, yay. About the airport. So, we were all in the airport and we were linking up. And I think Michelle had texted me that the cast was all in, like, one of those American airlines, like the... Lounges or something? Lounges, yeah, like yeah. one of those things and they could get us in. So she was like, just let me know when you're here because we got to give them something in the front or something up past. So I pull up to the front and I'm texting Michelle or Tyler. I don't know who it was, but it ended up being Chris who came to the front and he's like, what's up, man? And he had a, like his dad glasses on and just like, <laughs> and I thought the whole time that he was one of the handlers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like he was like he knew like production and the itinerary. That's hilarious. Just looked like the guy that you Aww. know. But I was like, oh shit, he's you're, <laughs> you're gonna be doing this with us. My bad. Who was there? Any like talk while you guys were there of like? Who- Not that I had. I mean, everybody. You know, I feel like everybody's kind of, especially Big Brother and Survivor players. They play really like. I don't want to say scared but like timid of what to say right like if you heard in our deliberations like sometimes you would hear just the way the survivor players would talk and you're like what you're really not even saying anything mm-hmm. and like, mm. i think Steve on the challenge got so accustomed to like just saying stuff with our chest because it's like we gotta face it anyway mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. they're so used to it's a one and done like survivor you vote somebody out they're not going to even know it they're not going to see it coming and you're never going to see them again you know and this is different so like i peeped that i noticed that about them i'm like you could kind of see right through it because we i mean we kind of play a little different not saying we don't tell people what they want to hear and all this but we kind of right i mean we try to play as honest games as possible because i feel like that's what gets you far in the long run because you're always going to get got if you if you try that's right. And the cameras are going to tell on you. Did you guys know, well, I guess not you, Tori, because I know you knew being a vet. Um, but Fessy, did you know going in what the format would be? Like, did you know that these other like challenge vets were coming or did you think it was going to be kind of like USA one, which was all sort of, you know, aside from yourself, but like all big brother, amazing race and all that. Um, yeah, I kind of figured, just because I've I've uh, known some of my castmates now for you know f- four or five years, so we kind of know who's maybe. So y'all put out calls, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. If you can put no, out but calls. it's like when we try to plan trips with each other, and we're like, oh, we can't go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, why? We don't we don't tell each other anything. We're just like, hey, no, I have work calls on the 23rd, so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, so into together. But there was. Who was I surprised to see? Um, I don't know. I feel like Polly. I was surprised to see. Mm. Um, you seemed excited to see him, though. Yeah, just because I knew he, uh, like, I'm not, like, best friends with Polly, but I've seen him outside. You know, he's come when he's in Orlando. Come, uh, We went out a couple times, you know, and we, we text here and there. But um, so I knew how bad he wanted to come back, and I knew he was a, strong competitor you know if, if anything he tries hard and you you got to respect somebody yeah you know, who, who lay, lays it all out there like he does so 
I'll never complain about having somebody like that on the show. You know, we all bring our own little problems and, you know, we're all, mm-hmm. we all got our own problems. You know, it's a fact. when you saw him get drafted to Josh's team and then it's Josh bananas, Polly all together. Like, were you at all ever intimidated by that team? Or did you think green team looked stronger? Like who, who would you p- place your bets on besides blue? To be honest, like I was very satisfied with our team just because, you know, I was, we had some heavy hitters, but I was, I felt like it was pretty evenly matched, you know, when you really broke down the teams. Cause like green team had Monty, which is yeah. a big dude, you know, me and him are pretty much same size and they have West who's, who's one, he's smart. Um, and then they got Desi, Michaela. So they're not lacking over there at all. Right. Yeah. Right. They were heavy hitting teams. How hard was this? First of all, when you rock up and you see these statues. Mm. Tori, did you recognize that it was actually you at first? That's no. what I want to know. Yeah. No, okay. actually. I like, no. I, they actually gave me the wrong statue. Once we like got them to the top and compared them, I was definitely carrying John A's. But, that is hilarious. So there's I cannot. Not, like I don't even think that I think they tried. They tried their best, but <laughs> I it, I was like I don't see the resemblance at all. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that is hilarious. And how hard was it? They looked it looked yeah. heavy. They were I mean, heavy. Looked, yeah. They were heavy. They were heavy. I was really happy to have the guys that we had on our team. We had Corey, mm-hmm. Fessel, uh Sebastian, Chris. Like these are guys that are not little guys and then we mm-hmm. had um, girls who were ready to go. Everybody. Yeah. So I just felt like, you know, I felt looking around and seeing like my brothers on my team, I was like, okay, we're going to be straight. Yeah. Like, did done. anyone get hurt? Because it, at one point when we see they do the overhead shots, right? You guys look like the Trojans and the Philistines or something. I don't even know that they were in the same battle, but whatever. <laughs> like rolling through, carrying these chariots and, and statues. And yeah. it seemed when when teams were trying to kind of slow down or break, it was going really fast. Did anyone end up hurting themselves at all in this one? No, that's impressive. No, but that one time when we were going down the hill, I don't know if it was green uh, spear or something like it was a red. Piece broken off of their wagon, and it was mm-hmm. like shaped like a spear, like a oh my gosh, long ass two by four or some shit, and it almost like nailed Johnny in the back. So it must have been Green's wagon going down. Wow. Like damn, this shit is dangerous because these these wagons they look like they were built like a hundred years ago they were all all wooden they were by the time we put the two statues on how how much you think those statues weighed tori like 150 pounds yeah yeah probably they weren't like 500 pounds but they weren't no 40 pounds 50 pounds they were like 100 pounds i'd say they were like 200 pounds yeah and then we put those on it and we're running full speed down this hill yeah I, i remember looking over when i think it was when after the second checkpoint when we had to take it off the wagon and carry it up that mountain, that mm-hmm. was a steep ass hill. And yeah. I just remember looking over at everybody's faces because we all had our heads like under the statue or yeah. like pressed against it for leverage. And like everybody's face was just like, looked like they were given maximum effort. Like Chris, Sebastian, I remember Cassidy looked like a little Tasmanian devil. Yeah. And those are the type of people you want on your team. You know, people who were like, you don't got to be the biggest or the fastest, but you got to be able to try the hardest, you know? And yeah, you have to have no heart. To have to show up to the first challenge and rely on your team and your team come through. Because there was times where I just had my head down and I was just trucking and yeah. I wasn't even looking at the symbols. So, you know, all the girls came through clutch. I know Alyssa was working on it. I know all yeah. the girls were working on it. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. All right, we'll be right back after this. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Were you guys excited when you found out? Because I, So I feel like it's been a while since we've seen this whole anonymous voting thing. And we know how messy it gets when you have to vote in the way that, like you know, Fessel said, with your chest, right? You have to say it with your chest. And this time, people get to hide behind it, which is also a little bit Big Brother-ish, right? Like it brings in some elements yeah. of the other game. What I want to hear from each of you, like what are your thoughts? I know, Fessy, you just said you're not excited. I want you to, to uh, expand on that. Um, what are your thoughts? And does it make you immediately shift up your personal strategy? Because I would have to imagine going into this game, that's probably one of the last things on your mind, that that's going to be a change. And so you show up, you see who's on your team, you're having all these thoughts, and then you find out, oh, wait, you know, game on its head. So um, yeah, what do you got? What are your thoughts around it? Well, okay, I wasn't excited about it because obviously if you have to say somebody's name right to their face, it's going to be a little harder, you know what I mean? Um, so I felt it put me at risk. I'm sure Tori felt the same way because, you know, obviously if people see Tori or myself as good competitors, why not take a shot or a chance at, you know, us being down there? when they don't have to get no blood on their hands. So I definitely, right. that definitely was going through my mind. Um, as far as changing up my strategy, I mean, I definitely was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to do some politicking, but kind of the way I politic is like, just try to come through with my word. That's kind of just how I play mm -hmm. the game. You know, I tend to win at least a couple challenges throughout the season. So it's like, just say what I'm going to do before it, before the time comes. And then when the time comes, do exactly what I said I was going to do because I want like we go out you know after the challenges and most of the time people are stressing because they're like I'm probably gonna have to go in I don't know what they're gonna yeah. do so I kind of try to let everybody know where my head's at that way everybody can enjoy their night and then they're like okay damn that was nice like yeah he wasn't gonna vote me in he he didn't it was a nice night now if they win for them to turn around and say my name it's like damn that's that's yeah. kind of and they can trust you. I mean, I feel like that becomes the currency, right? Is like your 
your word. So it's like, if you're transparent, then at the very least, because the other side of this is that people could say what they're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And then since it's blind, like John A, cough, cough, John A, who we'll have later on in the podcast, but you could totally do a different thing and nobody will know, or yeah. I don't know, no spoilers. I don't know if there's a way to find out later if people start figuring out who's being honest or not in the game. And don't tell me, I don't want to know until we watch it. But um, right now it seems like there is no way to know. So people could really just be doing anything. Um, yeah. Tori, what were your thoughts around the whole blind voting? I feel like every time I've ever done like a blind vote, it's never actually totally been blind. It's just like, yeah. because, you know, we could count the numbers and just like Michelle was able to detect that nine votes got put on red instead of mm -hmm. split with green, which was an indicator that people from her own team were voting. And so that was a super important vote to not be a part of. That's why it was so good to win that first round because mm -hmm. the first challenge, because now we get to see it. And now, yes, your vote is private. You can hide behind it, but eventually you might hit a point where it's kind of obvious and then it's not so secret after all. And, right. and also, I just want to say, it totally felt like I was playing Big Brother. Like, and as the game continues, it feels like that so much. It was so stressful. I thought it was like the most stressful beginning to a season ever. Um, really? obviously everybody was just so calculated. Everybody is so good at playing the game. I never felt like I was playing with a rookie. I felt like I had to watch everything I said. And like, anytime I've talked to anybody who's come off of big brother, like Fess or like Casey or Josh, like, and I hear horror stories of what that's like, I'm like, geez, I just, <laughs> I don't ever want to play that game. And I felt like we were playing that game in many ways. Yeah, Bessie, was it harder for you? Going into this, so if we talked about you having a bit of an advantage, right, because you were on Big Brother, so you know some of those people, and then obviously you've done several challenges, so you're enmeshed in both sides of the thing. But then there's sort of this third layer to it, which is the heartthrob that is Fessel. And so you're going into this house, and you have, you know, I'm sure there were probably newbies clamoring onto you, but then there were also your history with like Tori, Michelle, Amanda, did you just not even think about that? Did you feel a little additional pressure around that? Did any of them try early on or whatever? You can pretend Tori's not here. Um, <laughs> did any of them try to like, I don't know, form an alliance or whatever in the early days of the game? Like, talk to us, what happened? Um, No, I, I feel like, like as far as me, Tori and Michelle, we are kind of like pretty professional about it. Like, you know, we had a couple flings on the show and then we show up the next season and we know we're going to be there. And like, we all work well together as far like me and Tori work well together. Me and Michelle work together as far. My big concern going in was Amanda, just cause I hadn't spoke to her in like a year or two. So I, I remember the first night, um, all the girls were like starting to pour up some wine and I hadn't went over and talked to her at all yet. So I'm like, damn, I probably should go have a conversation with her before she starts <laughs> voting people in. Yes. Before she starts oh, sipping. So I went over there and I was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like, I'm sorry if, you know, I made like did something to you in the past. Um, I'll take full responsibility for it. I'm not here to put you on blast. You know, let's just keep it cordial. So I just wanted to make sure I told her that that way, you know, she didn't think I was out here trying to, you know, embarrass her or make her look bad because that's not what I'm I'm trying to do um, on the show. So I think my mindset was just go into the game, try to focus on the game. Um, I got a girlfriend back home, so this is my first time on the show going in with a girlfriend. So I was actually excited. Ooh. 
She is really pretty. She's really pretty. Loved up. How long you guys been together, Fess? Well, shit. It, I mean, officially, probably like six months. But I mean, we've been talking now for a while, like a year or two. Oh, um, I'm happy for you, Fess. He did That's the hard cool. launch on Instagram. I was proud of you, Fess. Yeah, you hard launched her. You were like, we're together. Here's my girl. Yes, Fessie. Yes. Oh, on the story? On the yeah, story? On your, did you do it on your page? You posted her, no? Yeah, but it was like, yeah, I mean, I guess it was a hard launch. For, for you, that's a hard launch. <laughs> that's a hard <laughs> launch. I was I was proud of you. I was like, that's sweet. I'm happy for her. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Ooh, does that mean we're going to see a different vessel this season? Because there's not this, like, added tension. Ooh, Tori's not in her head. Yes, that'll be interesting. I mean, you know, I, th I think I could still get spicy in terms of, like, po politics in the game. Of course. You yeah, know, I don't but think like, you'll be yeah. muted at all. But yeah. just there won't be this added dynamic of you know, flirtations and love notes, handwritten and left by, <laughs> you know, like I can't, <laughs> I'm dead. How much yeah, I, happened, like, go ahead, Buzz. Like on the show, it's like, I don't even remember what, what are we talking about? A note? I know. Yeah. So I know so much go, it does. Yeah, so like, much happens. What are you talking about? There was so many damn notes. <laughs> For those of you listening, if you're wondering about which note, Google the Challenge Aftermath on YouTube. They have, there's the episode is still up. I believe I you can read the note. Um, uh, but that's so good that we get to see a different side. That'll be really cool to see um, as well. Okay, so we have the votes, right? Mm -hmm. And then we find out sort of this other twist, which seems to be whether or not it's going to be guy, girl, yeah. like, you know, competing that day. What were you guys' thoughts when you found that out as well, because historically it's usually both, right? And yes, there may there's always some sort of like surprise as to who's going in, but it's going to be both on both days. And here, it's not like that. Yeah, that was that was a. I mean, just talk about being on edge even more because you know when it's guy girl elimination on a guy's day, the girls are just less stressed. But now with the hopper, you have one ball in there, anything can happen, and mm -hmm. obviously. The point of the game is to like load it up. It's probability. You put as many balls as you can on either the opposite sex to avoid you going in or mm -hmm. one individual person and hope that the majority pops out of the hopper. But right. it's still up to chance. It's a chance. There's yeah. one ball in there. Anything can happen. And it definitely added an extra layer of stress to the game. Fess, what did you think? Yeah. I mean, I was not a fan of that hopper. Um just because we're so used to, like, in past seasons, um, you know, like, whoever wins, you got to survive the house vote. You got to get people to say with their chest around that couch, get the majority. And then you got the people who won. They got a bold face, say your name. So now it's like it's a secret vote. So you don't even know what the hell is going on in there. And then you have no control over the hoppers. So, I mean, I think TJ has just gotten sick of us, like, people who've done it a while trying to play the system and figure it out saw a lot of that uh-huh you know majority rules and it's just like same outcome it's like i mean maybe it's not entertaining but it's like i don't know house rules like it's we treat it like a competition it's i know it's a politic game too but that's what we try to do and with this it's like hard being like you know an athlete and just where you strive on performance-based things for this just to be out of your control. Out of your hands. That, that's yeah. not a good feeling to have, you know? I mean, it takes it back to free agents days, I feel like, a little bit, right? Where we just did a rewatch of that season. Um, all the podcast listeners 
where it's very much in, in Chance's hand, you know, at that point. So you yeah. have the two that go in to elimination, but then the remaining sort of losers, if you will, or those who are in the draw, you're flipping a card. And right. so you can be prepared or not. And, you know, there are some people who were really good with Chance, like um, Johnny Riley, myself, we never pulled the kill card. And then there were some who got it time and time again. Um, mm -hmm. And this very much feels a lot like that. You mentioned going out, when you guys like kind of first got there, were there any big parties? What are, cause I know the good juicy stuff happens at the social events in the challenge house. Like I know who should, we're on episode one, but who should we keep an eye out for, for any potential like flirtations? Oh God. Like who did you see at those parties? You guys were witnesses. All right. Who should we be looking out for? Spill it. Uh, Tyler and Alyssa only. Just look at that situation. <laughs> well, we know that you, Tori, and wait, who did you make out with? I didn't make out with anybody well, okay, that you know of. Bessie, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you witnessed some things. You you are an observer, sir. What did you see? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what was funny. Um oh, God. Was, was in the beginning of the season. I don't know if Tori, uh, if you remember this. But Michelle was, she was, like, trying to, like, flirt with Tyler. And the way, like, Michelle flirts is just, like, quirky and funny and whatever. So, but she's, like, forward as hell with it. And Tyler's kind of, like, introverted, laid back. You kind of got to, like, bait Tyler. So I was trying to, like, coach Michelle up on how to bag Tyler. And she's like, no, I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it my way. So she's just, like, openly, blatantly telling Tyler all these things, like, and it's just, I'm like, oh, that's not how you reel in a guy like that Tyler. That's hilarious. Oh, I would have paid so much money to see that. It was Bessie so coaching Michelle on how to like get the guy. I would have paid so much to witness that. <laughs> so funny. Oh, I love Michelle though, man. She's a she's amazing. She really grew on me this season. She's amazing. And Quirky's a good way to describe it. I yeah, I think she's she's hilarious. It makes for good TV. It's very entertaining. I was yeah. also excited to see Michaela back. Yes. Because Michaela got this short end of the stick on her first season. I mean, yeah. she did it wasn't even a stick. It was a toothpick um her last season so i'm glad to see her back what did you guys think when you saw her well i have a different experience now that the show's all over you know what i mean mm -hmm. but how can you not look at michaela and think absolute threat in the game and you can yeah. see it while watching her compete she is in the front of her wagon pulling it by herself sometimes yeah the girl is in a sense probably the best female athlete on the show on this season for sure i give her the case really wow. she's incredible like she's truly incredible and so I knew that she was going to be tough to beat but ultimately I was just kind of hoping like you know we could smooth things over from spies lies allies because she ended up going out first and yeah um, you that know, was rough yeah so I was just you know hoping that there wouldn't be any drama there but you know as we see with the conversation she has with Amira uh there might be a little you know get the vets out which may be the way the tide turns for a minute yeah I feel like that happens every season and it we're going to see that every, and it's, look, it's expected yeah. with newbies to want to do that. Yeah. But I feel like it's also expected for vets to stick together. Fesso, I feel like you said it so perfectly when you described the fact that when you showed up, you're like, look, I'm connected to both sides. I have a history with some of the vets. I've voted this person in, I've done this, but, but at the end of the day, we're still this family sort of thing. And when it comes down to sort of protecting family, if you will, like, you start that you kind of start there. And I feel like that's what happens with 
anytime you have a significant number of vets and then a significant number of non vets there. Um, uh, Fessel, can you tell us the name of three challengers you were most excited to see when you arrived and three challengers you were like, oh, damn, wish you weren't here. Okay, well, the, the all dams was going to be um, <laughs> Tori, just because <laughs> I knew we were going to smooth things over because me and Tori are both like rational human beings and like logical thinkers. So we'll come to consensus. But, you know, we hadn't had that conversation yet since uh, the ride or dies um, season. We hadn't talked since then. So I was like, and then I hadn't talked to Amanda in two years. And I, I didn't even know what her method for coming in was, how her she was going to play it. So I didn't know if she was out for blood. So I'm going to go with them, too. Another one who I wasn't excited to see. I wasn't excited. Mm, I don't know. Just us two. That's good. That's fair. That only that only those two you were, who were you pumped to see? Like most excited. You're like, yes, I'm going to run this town tonight a la Rihanna because <laughs> oh, once, I these saw, three people. once I saw the whole cast, I was like, I'm going to run this town tonight. <laughs> well, you know, you got lucky, Fessel. I don't know if you know this, but I'm I was actually supposed to be on this season. Okay. I was supposed to be on this season. Real talk. I, I almost you said yes. Money. I almost said yes. I why thought was that lucky? It. You would have been and coming then, for me? No, I'm kidding. No, I wouldn't. Of course not. Um, but PTSD. What you've been coming from? <laughs> I know, right? Right. <laughs> only about your love life, vessel. That's the only time I ever go after you. Um, when it comes to the game, you freaking kill it. Yeah, he does. He really does, dude. I yeah. loved that. I loved that promo, like for the challenge when the trailer dropped. It was like that slow mo clip of you jumping on the trampoline. Yeah. To get that thing, that shit was crazy, crazy. I mean, just, it was cool. Just when I think. The challenges can't get any crazier. Like everybody always asks me, you know, nowadays, like they're like, so what's the craziest challenge you've ever done? And I'm like, I mean, it depends on your definition of crazy, you know, right. we've hung from the bottom of helicopters, you know, jumping into the water. We've been on a speeding boat, had to grab a rope from a helicopter and hang on. We propelled from 300 story buildings, like the list goes on. So yeah, yeah. I don't know getting at but that shit is crazy and how does that compare to your other career in slam ball i mean did you was slam ball the training for the challenge or was this season the challenge the training for slam yeah, ball because right. we saw you on espn up there getting it so yeah. tell us yeah. a little bit about that no i think definitely this season of the challenge was training for slam ball but i didn't even know slam ball was coming back because we were in Croatia filming, you know, for April, May. So I guess all the hype around it happened then mm. because by the time I knew what slam ball was, I was actually, um, this was like in June. Yeah. End of June. I was in Puerto Rico on the way back and I saw one of these people I follow. He's a basketball player. He posted, he just got drafted to the slam ball league. So I clicked on slam balls, Instagram, and I saw they were having a draft for it and the type of players they were having. It was like ex-college athletes, stuff like that. So I just went out on a limb and I said, I DM them and said, scoop me up, thinking they weren't even going to reply. And one of the like higher ups called me and he was like, asked me, like, are you in shape? How big are you? Do you think, you know, what's your background? He was like, if you can get a flight up here tomorrow, we'll give you a workout. So I was in Puerto wow. Rico. So yeah, I got my flight up there. He was like, we're going to work you out for a couple of days. I ended up making a team and I started the first game on ESPN. 
So it's just very a, cool, very cool, Fessel. So proud, good, proud, proud mom moment, dude. But That's it's like so just, fire. it's just like so random, you know, because like I turned 32 in October, so it's like I'm I'm the oldest player in the league. So I don't know how long my career is in slam ball, you know, just because this it is a very dangerous sport, it is a fun sport, and I think it's gonna take off. This is the first time it's been back in like 15 years, but. It's just perfect for this day and age in social media. It's a high-flying sport. The people who are running it are doing a phenomenal job. They have big-time investors in it. So it's going to take off. I just don't know, you know, like, it's fun as hell. Don't get me wrong, and, and I'm competitive, but this is, I mean, it's dangerous. You're, yeah. you're probably 15, 20 feet in the air, and then you're colliding. Yeah with people trying to dunk and you know these aren't like normal sized people like the guys i'm going against they're six seven six nine two fifty yeah. you know they like coming out of d1 colleges playing how tall are you fessy i'm like six You're four and a half six five yeah, yeah. So, i mean it's 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 fun um and it definitely keeps my competitive drive going and it's 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 been a crazy ride but it, it happens so randomly and fast but it's, it's it's definitely been a blessing for sure. You're a poster child for shooting your shot, Fessy. There it really is. Figuratively, you're sleeping <laughs> the DMs. I'm telling you guys, magic happens in DMs. Yeah. Not when you DM people inappropriate pictures of yourself, but yeah. when you DM normal things, magic can really happen. So, Aww. Dude, that's <laughs> so cool. It's, it's so dope to think about you being on two networks at the same time, CBS and ESPN. Crushing yeah. it. That's that is pretty wild to think. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that's yeah. so so cool. You should be you should be really proud of yourself. Everybody on this side definitely super proud of you. It's always dope 100%. to see somebody like do something not bigger but different and still something just as cool as the challenge. So, fast before we let you go because I know that you are so eager to get out of here. What is one thing that you want to tease about the upcoming season of the challenge? Hmm. I guess I feel like this season. I mean, I know, I don't know. I feel like in the trailers, you see a lot of arguments. And obviously, I got in a lot of arguments this season. Um, so that's probably going to be entertaining to watch. But I feel like for the most part, the cast was like authentic to themselves. You know, like we we're all in there playing the game, trying our best. But like, I feel like for the most part, everybody, you know, was themselves. So that was a cool feeling. And I think it's going to translate well across yeah. the screen. Like, that's cool. I think. They did a, a really good job with the casting, you know, all around. It's, I feel like we got a lot of heavy hitters. Everybody brings something to the table. So I think it's going to be a great right. season. I'm excited. Oh, Me too. that's so awesome. Okay. For those who want to follow you, Fessy, not just uh, on the challenge or when you're doing slam ball, but even on socials, uh, where can they reach you? All of it is Fessy Fitness. Okay. Where are you most active? Instagram. Okay, IG. But remember, people, do not slide into Fessy's DMs. Yes, shoot your shot, but not to Fessy. He's no longer available. Yes. Uh, but you can root for him and cheer him on in both of these cool-ass endeavors. And you can see if he's still one of your favorites at the end, by the end of this season of the challenge or if, you <laughs> or if you've grown to side with whoever may be coming after Fessy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling people are going to like Fess. I, I think this is a good season for you. Yeah, but I think, you know, I fit the role of cocky guy. So, you know what I mean? And it's you've like been so subdued on this interview. I was thinking that you've been so chill, which I know there's multiple sides of you and I always give you crap. But like, I, I've now again, I've not seen the season. I purposely don't watch so that I can watch it as a viewer. But 
I feel an energy of growth from you, Fessel. I feel that. Whether we see that on the season, we'll see. But um, yeah, you don't come across as, you know, you come I across just feel like chill. I've been blessed and I, I feel like Tori probably has the same feeling. Like when you've been on numerous seasons and you, you kind of just, it's a good feeling when you could kind of be yourself on it, you know, like people kind of know you. And so you don't really got to force anything. So, so that definitely was a good feeling to have um, this yeah. season. So do you for feel like that's new for you? Like that in past seasons, you felt like there was something to prove in a way yeah, that you didn't sure. feel? For sure. Yeah. I came into the first couple seasons and like everybody had these big egos. So that, I mean, I'm not saying I don't have an ego, but that kind of just made me like, oh, like they really think they're like that. And I, I'm in my head thinking, no, I'm like that. So yeah. now, now I got to show them. So that was like <laughs> door I was trying to kick in from my first two, three seasons. So now it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, people talk shit and this, and I haven't won, but, like, I feel like when I show up, and, you know, it's probably the same thing for Tori, regardless of what you say, like, the cast respects what we can do, you know, in the challenges. So that's a good feeling when people know know your capabilities and your worth because, you know, there's a lot of people that go in there and they would die for that game, like, put it all on the line. So Yeah, that's true. I yeah. love that, Fess. It's always good to hear you talk. You know, it really is because I do think that you have such a good perspective and you've had an interesting journey up to this point. And yeah, I'm excited to watch you this season. I think people are going to really enjoy you. Appreciate it. I'm excited to watch too, Fessy. Thank you so much for making the time. Again, we are rooting for you, for real. You're always such a good sport. And uh, if it weren't for that girl, Tori, who knows what you could have done in Ride or Die. So, uh, <laughs> All right, I'll make it up to you. So, <laughs> so I'm hoping you crush it this season. But thank you for coming to visit us. Uh, and yeah, we can't wait to watch and, and see more of what happens with both of you guys this season. You're off to a good start so far. So... Team Blue, baby. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, Bye, thanks. Fess. Bye, Vessel. Bye. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Well, that was an awesome interview. I like the direction we're going this season. I like mm -hmm. how we're kicking it off. I know so much more is to come. So for those who want to try to extract clues or <laughs> Easter eggs 
from your social channels. Tori, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, you guys can find me at Tori underscore deal on Instagram. I'm definitely going to be keeping up with this season and talking a lot about it, mostly on this podcast. Actually, probably only on this podcast because, Devin, you're the only person that makes me feel safe <laughs> enough to talk about oh, it. Oh, good. It's always a safe space. I mean, I'm nosy, but it's always a safe space. <laughs> it seems like it comes from a good place. It does. It really does. I'm just yeah. curious. Yeah. But I love that. Good. So that means you guys know that you guys are going to have to be here to get all the tea, and we're yeah. going to push for the tea, the inside info, all the things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Devin, where can they follow you on social media? Um, well, if you want to see an exhaustive list, you can go to DevinSimone.com. That's Devin with a Y, Simone with an I. You can also find me on Instagram. That's Devin Simone also. Uh, and TikTok. I'm probably most active on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Um, uh, and then also Amazon, Amazon Lives. I do those. They're fun. Ooh. We talk to you live. So you can follow my channel. If you just Google Devin Simone and Amazon, it'll come up. It's called Devin Simone's Gift Closet. Hit the follow button, and when we go live, I will give you live shout-outs. Just tell me that you're a Challenge Podcast listener, and oh, cool. I will shout you out. So, oh, my God, that's yeah. so fun. I love that. I got to slide over there and see what it's about. Yes, girl. Ooh, you should come do one with me. We should get you in the studio. Ooh, I would love that. That'd be fun. Okay, we'll work on it. We'll work I would it. love that. And if you guys like listening to this podcast, then please rate and review this episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and, you know, tell a friend. Listen to it with somebody and have a blast. Yeah, this would be good on a date night. You know, you guys can watch the show together and mm -hmm. then you can listen to this. And then if they have the same view on the same players as you, maybe you guys are compatible. And if they don't, Continue listening to the podcast, but maybe yeah. think about getting somebody else. Uh, you can also catch new episodes of The Challenge USA airing on CBS. And you know what? Tori, tell them the little surprise. Okay, guys. There's another one airing this week, in fact. That's right. <gasps> Two challenge episodes in one week. Are we worthy? That. I don't know. Look at that, you guys. We're always looking out for you. Not that we have any control over programming schedules, but <laughs> if we did, we know you want more, so we want to give you more. So watch that next episode that's coming out, and then we'll see you back here for a brand new episode of MTV's official Challenge Podcast. And rate us on Spotify. Let's do it. We'll work on it, Tori. We'll work on it. <laughs> Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.